Hey everyone, this is Zach. Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Hyperborea. As we embark on another flashback episode, as two of our adventurers, Helene and Salorxatak, uh, get their hands a little dirty in the interesting City of Masks in Port Zingirius in order to save some of their troubled companions. So James, you're still, yeah, I was thinking, James, you, you play a uh, Helene tonight, if you don't mind. I'm into it. That sounds fun. Cool. I like I like Helene. <laughs> Among my favorite characters. Excellent. And uh, and Jonathan, who are you going to play? Salorxatok. Salorxatok. I I think we've only done one episode together with uh, you being Salorxatok, or maybe I just remember it from listening. I don't even know if we've done one together. No, you haven't. Yeah, so you've each done one separately with each of those characters. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember it from the from the from listening yeah. to the episode. Well, geez, with Sirenscape in the background, Salorxatok and Helene. Cool. You guys, as you see in Roll Twenty, we, tonight we're going to be playing in Port Zingirius. A little uh, another CGS podcast one-off because I'm <laughs> can't get everybody together. Anyway, so yeah, you guys. Uh, well, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. You just took a sip of something. Sir, I think I saw on the camera. I sure pre, did. Pre our acquiring of something over here. <laughs> so I need to set that up for a second. But yeah, yeah. so I mean, really quickly, uh, actually, uh, John, you want to roll a uh, d20? A little wandering whiskey to start the night off? I do want to roll a d20. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I think I'll roll my crystal dice. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Five. Gentlemen's five. five. All right. Five. Let's see. Five for fighting. Five for fighting. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, wait. Did we say the fifth month? <gasps> this is the fifth month. Oh, that's right. Yeah, elk seed. And you rolled a elk five. Elk seed. Rolled a five. Man. I do have... It would be really funny. I have a uh, whiskey called Elk Horn. Oh. That would be hilarious if very, it's... Uh, very flavorful. It's a five. It's good. Yeah, it's a bourbon. It's a bourbon. Number five is Wild Turkey 101. I think that's has gone. <laughs> uh, no, it's about to be. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kill it. Yeah. Hey, that means I get to put on the table the what's next up? The Oban. Oh, I love the Oban. That's right. The Oban Little Bay is about to take the number five spot. Oh, the Little Bay. This is a tiny one. We, we have to do a second wandering whiskey counter here, John. This is just a little, a little uh, light on the pour here. <laughs> yeah, that's not enough. We're gonna do just do a little, uh, little teaser shot here, and hey, that's all right. Awesome. Oban Little Bay taking the spot of Wild Turkey 101 on the wandering whiskey table. Yeah, I'm trying uh, Lagavulin 16 for the first time. I think I'm in love. This is like one of my new favorites. It's the sketches. first time? You've had that over here a bunch of times, good sir. Have, but Definitely. Have we, have, have we drank it? Yes. 
That's my favorite. Of course, we've had that over here. It's amazing. You, you, you have that up there? It's ama- That's what I'm drinking right now. Oh, it's my favorite. That's literally my favorite. It's amazing. Hey, it's down. so right. good. This is a little, little uh, intro here. This little teeny, teensy, right. teensy little wild turkey 101. Finish it off. Hey, guys, pleasure to be playing tonight. Yeah, just check the to check the chart to see what you have to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a little while. <laughs> James, good to have you. Sirenscape, welcome, welcome to the party. For uh, we'll try it out this one. Uh, Fire, bud. <laughs> okay, we got to do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We ready? All right, I'll go. I'll go second. I'll go second. Fire, blood, steel, the stuff, the stuff of, of heroes. heroes. Stuff of heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual cheers. <laughs> She is. Gotta warm you up on a cold night. Who it is? You know, it's actually pretty cold here. I don't know how it it up by uh, in good old Wisconsin. Uh, it, it hasn't broken freezing in weeks. Really? Yeah. No. Man, tw- it's like mid twenties is like a you know solidly like expected temperature. <sighs> I guess it's like forties this week or something. Not too bad, but all right. Let's listen to that wind for a second, man. So, you guys have been in Ports and Gears for a little while. You know, after the tirade in uh, the Catasian Archipelago, um, others of you all the way out in Thumagorgas Teeth prior, you'd met up in a Cremarium with Sigurd and Walton and his dog Indy. Uh... You know, for various reasons, uh, your group decided to head to Port Zingirius. Zingirius Islands, of which are about a week's, you know, week's journey or so from Cremarium. All, you know, as the, of course, the Hyperborean Sea. Very long boat journey. You guys, uh, uh, you know, pull into this harbor. Port Zingirius is literally just this massive amalgamation of, you know, this harbor is just boats and boats and boats and boats and boats as far as the eye can see lined up as you come into port from the south end of the city. Uh, you, this, you know, this isn't necessarily the most uh, reputable place in the world. You know, lots, it's a very large melting pot, very populated, but, you know, 20,000 people or so, but in a much, 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 much more very overcrowded, dense, kind of grimy uh, grimy city, you know, multiple groups vying for political power. There is sort of a governor's position of, you know, kind of works the taxes, you know, pays the, the, the people that hand out the masks to the tourists, which we'll go over in a second. Um, but the governor's seat kind of different, literally different groups and guilds, you know, it, it sort of changes all the time. It's not really a, uh, a nice place to be this governor seat. You know, it, it is a temporary hold of power and, you know, a nice position for a while, but it's just it's so, you know, so fought for. And there's a few deaths here and there and, you know, some some ousteens and coups and things like that from time to time. Um, but, you, you know, you guys, uh, you know, come into this area and you're immediately... As all of you get off of here, uh, I don't. I don't think any of your crew was originally from here when we were discussing sort of original locales. You know, Sigurd being from uh, you know Vinland, Viking. Um, uh, you know, Helene, you yourself being from Atlantica. You know, far away on the other side of the other side of the sea. Um, 
Walton being, I believe, I believe from Cremarium. I have to cross-check that with the previous episode. <laughs> I can't quite remember that one. And then Solorx attack. Uh, I also do not remember where your character was thinking hailing from. Uh, he's from a small village. Ah, many yeah. of those around the, around the, <laughs> around the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, if you remember, he, he uh, was an isolated uh, young man. Had to flee his village from... Attack, yeah. And his sister, I remember his sister was sort of lost, unfortunately. and Or, left, you know, theoretically left behind. Left behind, behind. Yes, behind. he had to leave. But yeah. Uh, during the, was it or, uh, Orc, Orcist, Orc Raids? Uh, uh, Cthulhu Worshippers. Cthulhu Worshippers, that's Taking right. over his village. That's right. Cthulhu Worshippers. That's yeah, right. Yeah, those darn Cthulhu Worshippers. I know. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you're coming to Zingiri, you know, not... T- of course, no one worships Cthulhu in Port Zingarius. It's you know highly dominated by the the, the sort of god of thieves, Rel. You know, Rel's sort of uh, indicated by this, you know, sort of a, a, a leather-strapped uh, foot with a little wing, almost like a flying shoe kind of uh, visual. As you, you kind of see that in various places around town, and he's just you know a very popular god. And it's even rumored that Rel himself comes down in, in a mask at some point and mingles about with those in town and does different things from time to time. Maybe, you know, maybe to swing the politics one way or the other or just otherwise, you know, little little, uh, uh, little inputs on different things, different times. But again, the, you know, Port Zingirius, just as we're discussing these masks, I mean, that's really the, the sort of, uh, you know, vernacular name of the city. It's really the city of masks. It's, it's considered indecent if you're not wearing a mask in public. So as you, as all of you sort of tourists, as you will, come into the docks, this, this, this sort of brash man with a, with a stack and sort of a satchel of these, uh, literally imagine the most generic black, just standard face mask you could possibly get from like Party City, if you guys have that. <laughs> little, little simple, little, uh, little strap in the back, he kind of ties it off. It's just very, very plain, thin, cheap, like the cheapest leather you've seen, but it's black, just kind of tanned and charred and painted black. So it's kind of sturdy, but literally it's like super touristy, but you, you are sort of given, given these masks as you come into the Harbor uh, by this dock hand guy. This guy's a huge guy walks up. Oh, tourist. Yeah. You uh, new, new here. Yes. And this guy comes up, has a big brush mustache and he has kind of like a, like a beanie hat. But it's part of his mask, and it comes down. He has a little bit of a, just a slight, um, slight uh, hook nose mask piece at the end of it. But his mustache almost pushes his mask up so hard that he actually has these sort of like mask suspenders that grab on the two sides of it and pull it down to his belt. His, kinda, <laughs> his belly's hanging out. He just seems like one of those old sailors. Is he's kind of become the greeter. One of the greeters of the harbor of Port Greeley. He kind of walks around and he, you know, signs. Oh, oh, where are you guys coming from, Camarium? Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of twiddles his mustache and he has to kind of shift his mask a little bit as he reaches over to pull out a mask and hand it to you. Edit oh. Port Zangurius. What's that? <laughs> Edit to Port Zangurius. <laughs> yeah. So, Port Zangurius. I wish I had a full Port Zangurius map, but I do not. So I will be. Con- mm. That's one of my next uh, big city projects. Cool, cool. Um, so what if I refuse the mask? I'm not a big fan of adornments. Well, you can be like him. And he kind of points. There's literally like a, uh, there's like an area of like stocks 
if you remember those like medieval stocks where people sort of bend over and you know their hands are clamped up with their heads. Split! I will never wear a mask again. You see a couple old guys and people like smacking them and throwing dirt and just like oh, how vulgar. You know, a few a few mm. astute erudite nobles kind of walk by in these kind of flourishing like ivory headdress masks and oh, kind of spit on it as, as he walks by. <laughs> Societies <laughs> never wear the mask again. Never. And you just you get a couple guys like walk by and just smack, but they're just like publicly being humiliated for you know it's literally like considered indecent exposure not yeah. to have a mask on past the docks into town, and they're just you know prime ridicule as you walk by. So how, so how's my nakedness gonna go over? That's an excellent question. So he kind of this guy kind of looks up and down. He's like, well, well, I, I guess technically uh, we just just require the masks, but uh, we don't see uh, too many unclothed Atlanteans, but. Um, uh, I guess that's not technically against the law. Um, I'm not exactly the uh, rules lawyer around here, but uh, <laughs> I would uh, be. You, you will quite stand out in the city if uh, you don't uh, perhaps get some uh, put other clothes to blend in. Uh, most people tend to blend in around here, madam. Well, I can be a compromising sort. I'll wear your mask, but the clothes is just a bridge too far. <laughs> well, okay, carry on. Uh, and he kind of goes to another another uh, ship that's coming up. Oh, you there, you there! You must get a mask! And he just this guy runs over to like another dock, another uh, like pier, and gets a little like dinghy boat that has a couple uh, a couple uh, just fishermen coming off of it or something. So he kind of leaves your crew. You and Salorx attack. Uh, I assume Salorx attack also taking. Salorx attack had no problem putting on the mask. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> he had it on as soon as it was handed to him. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. You, you, you understand the drill. Understand the drill around here. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, as well, you know, Sigurd and Indy, you know, there's even like a little uh, a dog mask, you know, for Indy as uh, he gets off the boat. There's like all these little different sizes. Like, well, I can give you give it a kid's one, a kitty one. You know, there's, it's just literally like, you know, no problem. There's pets running around. You see uh, some people carrying smaller dogs with little party masks and little baby Bjorns around the town. And it's, it's just there's, you, there's all these different classes mingling and just. The melting pot is staggering. You know, you do see different groups of people with similar masks and some areas hanging out, you know, almost little cliques and cults of different people and some in capes and lots of different, uh, you know, social classes moving about. Uh, but, you know, the next, uh, the next couple days or so are pretty uneventful. You're all here for different things. But at some point, uh, Sigurd and Walton and Indy get into a bit of, bit of trouble little scuffle, if you will, with uh, a local group nearby. Uh, we'll leave that. You haven't got the full details yet. They were doing something else, you know, on their own, and you two were kind of mingling about, checking out the city, maybe having some of the prized uh, codfish. Interesting, a cod, a little cod. You see a lot of fish vendors selling some of the, uh, that's one of the prized, like, uh, fish in this area, is a bunch of codfish and... Again, some shellfish, you know, as you've experienced in lots of areas as well. There's some pretty good, uh, pretty good shrimp paste uh, that you see is a, a pretty, uh, you know, shrimp paste on a shrimp paste on a cod. You know, they kind of mix all these two things. <laughs> shrimp paste on a cod. Oh, the wind! The wind is coming. Oh, hide! Get out of the tent, quick! Two for one cod. You get the, you know this little deal as you go. Um, you know, is the uh, it's a pretty, pretty normal day though. I mean, it's spring, it's kind of it's still still pretty chilly. It's like we'll say thirty five degrees, much like your Wisconsin air at the moment. Not too humid. Little salt again, little salt spray. Uh, most people are wearing kind of, you know, uh, pretty full outfits, cloaks, and again, it just masks aplenty. 
Um, and, and again, you, you guys, so later you guys, uh, you guys eating some cod. You're like, man, man, we were supposed to meet Sigurd and, and uh, uh, Walton over here at some point. They kind of missed their uh, curfew hangout. You know, a couple hours later, like, oh, man, what, you know, what happened? And then, uh, Helene, you know, you, you had this sort of old, uh, about a year ago, you had this old contact at uh, this local uh, thieves' guild called the Red Tear. And, B, you may remember oh, that yes. from your previous adventure with Matt. <laughs> the Red Tear. The Red Tear. That's right. We, we did an errand for him to see if we could uh, pass snuff and get into his uh, his secret club, isn't that right? That's right. Yeah. So you uh, you basically had to retrieve a sort of gold bar with a symbol of Krimmer, which is that horse god, the Chimerian horse god, kind of embossed into it. And you had to and return that, and it turned out there's this crazy guy kind of loomed over it, and and just kind of brought it did. back. Retrieve, retrieve it, it did. you did. That's right. So you and you and some friends, Helene. So you do have this little, you know, and as you as you return, like, oh, maybe maybe these, uh, maybe maybe there's like very few contacts you've ever had in Port Zingirius, but this year ago, yeah, you know, you were able to. It's the first place you thought to go, you know. So you kind of take Salorsatak over to this place, and and you know what? There's a little red tear on the door. It's just this, you know, kind of, uh, you know, curtain windows off, and you come in, and it's. You know, you uh, you enter this little you know ragtag kind of tavern, you know, front room of a speakeasy. You kind of head in, and um, sorry, I'm trying. To, ooh. <laughs> the, yeah, the the, uh, music. the the musician kind of you know stops <laughs> as you walk through the door. This blue Atlantean. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like kind of like they kind of look you up. Like uh, most people in here have not seen you, but. This one guy in the back, he's still that same son of a bitch from before, Abrosius Bradakos. That guy is still manning the back door before you can get into the next room. Hmm. So you're like in the front, you're like in the, uh, the foyer, foyer. Yeah. of the speakeasy. And you know, most people just can't, you can't just get back into the back room of the speakeasy. Right, right. And he says, and he's like, hey... Haven't seen you around for a while. Where have you? Where's your other friend? Abrosius. I wish I could say it was a pleasure. I see that you haven't changed much in the time that's passed. You know this man. Yeah, he's still as crotchety as ever. Hey, I mean, it's one of my finer points. But interesting, you have a new friend. Hope your hope your other one fared better than some other people around here. Well, anyway, what what brings you to Port Zingirius? Is always adventure <laughs> and the sub and seeking power. Oh well, uh, he kind of looks. He kind of like gra- hold, grabs, reaches down for his dagger, and just kind of like twiddles it on the side of his belt. Th- this guy has kinda, again is like an all black uh, leather like jumpsuit <laughs> with, a, and he has a, a black mask with a few, it almost like goes up into little uh, points in the back as it kind of goes back towards his ears. And you see these, he's got like three little red uh, teardrop shapes kind of stitched into the side of this sort of glossy, slight glossy black mask on his face. Black kind of slick back hair. There's an Ixian. Tell by his name as well. Brosius Bradakos. Well met. Who do I have the... I can't quite remember your name, though. 
hard to forget a blue Atlantean, but names, not the best with names anymore. People just come in and out of here all the time. I just can't quite uh, keep track of all these, all these uh, recruits and things. You want to keep track of me, Ambrosius? You can call Wait, me. Wait, close the door. Close the door. Close that outside door. You can hear the children walking by. <laughs> you can you ca- there. You can call you me close Helene. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But now, what, what, what really brings you here, B- blue-skinned one? Well, the last time we were here, you had some adventure in store for us. We wanted to see if you had any more jobs that needed doing. We're, as uh, my colleague said, looking for adventure. And uh, you seem to be a man who knows where to find it. Well, there's lots of, lots of interesting things that have been happening around here the past few days. It's hard to, hard to describe. And, uh, and, and as soon as he says that, like, you, you hear this massive like, crash from like, downstairs. There's like a like a, a very like a, a a very familiar sort of like ring of a hammer sound from the downstairs. Oh yeah, we got some new uh new interesting inmates downstairs. Those idiots thought they could uh say this is say they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Inmates. They will. And then you hear like a bark from downstairs. I thought that this was a bar, but now it sounds more like a prison for dogs. What do you got going stuff on? Into your mind. Oh, this, this idiot Viking and this more idiot common man and his dog were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't, I don't have the full details, but they've been making a havoc around here in this, this downstairs room. Uh, sometimes, I don't, I, don't, I don't really get the full story, I'm afraid. I'm still, still just watching the front door. But uh, I think... Uh, I don't know. Well, they were just giving you a hard time. They were well, not me personally. I don't know. They, they, some of the people brought brought this Viking and this guy and through here. They just crashed up the room. They seemed terribly wasted, and they just brought him downstairs. And I think I think they're holding him here for something for a while. I don't know. Hmm. Well, maybe we should go in see if we can be of assistance. Well, you can't just. Go, well, wait. Well, I guess I guess you can go to the next room, but. They're like three or four rooms downstairs in. You have to be, you have to be much higher rank to get way down there. But mm. You can probably go to the next room if you want to maybe find some more information. Maybe some of the people in the, at the, the bar in the, in the next room will have any, some information for you. Yes. I, I don't take fondly to captivity. We should see what's going on here. Well, that's fine. Wait. You vouch for this guy? Kind of points to the... Uh, oh my gosh, Lord's Talk. I just forgot your so race cool. and class and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Warlock. I am a warlock. Yeah, I remember that. I'm okay. an Eskimo. Eskimo warlock. Yes. I am a warlock. Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was like, wait, I remember he's a warlock that clicked. So that I was like, I forgot he's an Eskimo. Okay. With a name like Shalork Satak, how could he not be I know. One name is obviously what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's been far too long. Well, yeah, I, I, I can speak for Shalork Satak. If you trust me, then you trust him. All right. Well, I guess this... Eh, it's been kind of a crazy day. My shift's almost over for tonight. You caught me in a good time. Sure. He kind of like turns, he pulls a key out of his uh, belt, opens the door to the speakeasy to the next room, and he says, well, come on in. And as you guys uh, go into the next room, uh, you pass or pass Abrosius, Bradakos. It's kind of this weird long hallway. You thought it'd be a room. It's like a hallway that turns left and right a couple times. There's a few little little torches that uh, flank the walls, uh, providing a kind of just nice casual but dim light. 
it's literally like a club club scene entry in the back here and as, as the music kind of picks up it's just just some kind of simple tunes but uh you know just it's just kind of ambient backgrounds background music oh <laughs> a tavern-esque if you will i like it and as you get to the back, this, uh, yeah, it just gets more lively as you head in. And there's just a bunch of people at the bar. There's people throwing darts, people uh, clinking glasses, a handful of, uh, you know, maybe a dozen tables and a nice big bar in the back. And But there's definitely a few more uh, bouncer-type guys on two different doors on each. You know, just come into a long sort of rectangular room. One bar along the far back side. Tables up front. Uh, <laughs> that guy. It's always that guy. And um, <laughs> <laughs> this is new. I'm not used to Siren Scoop yet. This is great. Though. I love it. Wow. I don't, was that John or was that the, was that the sound? John. That was John. I think that was. <laughs> I actually don't know for sure. That was so real. Siren Scoop is so real. <laughs> and as a guy, uh, you know, gets back from his chair, and everybody kind of like does stop and definitely give you some glances as you uh, walk in. Um, and you see uh, sort of the other, besides the bar, much more typical people here. Everyone in this room has that, like, a very similar sort of version of a black mask with these red tears stitched into the side of it. Some have one. Some have, like, four or five, you know. It's just, it just Do we know the meaning of the tears? It's associated with the Thieves' Guild around Port Sangiria, some un- unsavory types. Ambrosius is just another heathen... Playing a small role in the world, we should look. We should, we, we, we should look for something more meaningful to do than his errands. I agree. Lead on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is just one uh, one bartender. Uh, this guy's kind of a some of those big like gauges in his ears, bald head and like huge uh, chops. You know, just like jet black hair chops, and he has he has a a mask that's like super thin, it just kind of comes back like a Lavar Burton from uh, Star Trek. Jordy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <thanks>. yeah. <laughs> and other than that, there's a couple on each side. There's another like doors with uh, curtains, and you see a couple people walking through, and you know, re- but there's two like uh, definitely bouncer kind of guys at each end of this uh, long room. You guys came in like the middle of the long rectangle. You know, on the on the long side, middle of the long side. At each other end are these like you know curtain doors in the middle with uh, two two bouncer kind of big thug looking guys with big clubs on their sides. Uh, and then you know then you have the bar long bar along the back and just a bunch of tables. Do we still hear the dog barking or it, it, they, it must have been making quite a loud distressed sound for us to be able to hear it from outside over the sound of the music. Yeah, it, it seems to be a little easier to hear in that front room now that you're back here, kind of through some hallways and stuff. The, the music in this room is you, you don't hear anything at the moment. I don't actually, I don't know. Roll a uh, monkey. You have like discern noise, right? Mm-hmm. Let's roll a discern noise. As I take a, a drink from the bar. <laughs> I actually don't have discern noise. Oh, would you like to roll it anyway? <laughs> oh no, I do, I do, I do, I do. I, th- I thought you I did. Do. Yeah, you rolled last. T- you rolled last episode. Yeah, we're just yeah. talking about. I, I, I think I, I, I just I, edited I, I, that <laughs> last episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's D12. You're rolling low, yeah. thief scale base. Hey, ooh, five out of I think five. that's good. That's, that's great. Right. Yep. Oh, it's exactly five. Mm-hmm. Nice, cool. Well, you you feel like you you heard another like you know you kind of it was kind of mixed with the uh, you know somebody pulling back their chair out of from a table, but you do feel like you heard a little dog bark, but it was from definitely under you 
like under the the building that you're in right now somewhere like maybe the floor is not you know not completely uh solid maybe there's a basement to this building you kind of think about i I lean into salurk's attack and point down towards the ground and say that being in distress is is below us i agree you could you hear it too i uh no no i i thought you were saying something else being just in distress below us, we should investigate. This sounds like uh, adventure. That's what I seek. <laughs> <laughs> right, you are. Right, you are. So uh, maybe we go up to the bartender and see if uh, see if we can get some stories about anyone causing trouble around here. Yeah, let's let's do it. You follow. I lead. Oh. (laughs) 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 After you, Selects attack. So I come up to the bartender. He kind of, you know, this guy has this little tiny, skinny LeVar Burton mask. You can barely see his eyes. Uh, Completely bald. uh, Fairly weathered skin as well. Uh, Common man. Big chops and huge sort of metal gauges uh, in his ears. Looks at you. Hey, what you need? Hello, friend. Um, we got great drink specials today. I will take. Uh, I will take your specialty, and um, it's called Portzingarius tap water. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something to enjoy. Please. He get he gets like eight bottles of something and starts mixing everything together in front of you, and it's kind of this little swirl, a little red swirl, a little gray, and it, but it ends up this kind of like cloudy gray color. But then he grabs a little piece of uh, pomegranate, kind of like fresh from the Zakath Desert oasis, kind of rims rims the glass and just takes a little, uh, strikes a match and throws it in the glass and <laughs> lights up, and then he goes, hands it over, he says... These are really hot right now. I blow it out and then down it. <laughs> roll it, roll it. Uh, it's it's actually really hot. Physically hot. <laughs> Wait, maybe a little. Yeah, roll a uh, roll a. Um, I don't know if you roll a trauma survival check. <laughs> Which is that's a uh, percentile dice. Okay. On near your uh, constitution. Oh, did you ever find your character sheet? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I've got it up. Okay. Got it okay. Up. So, constitution. My uh-huh. constitution's not good. Okay. So, percentile, you're rolling low uh, as well. What's your, what's your drama survival? 75%. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, these are, kind of, these are kind of start high. They're kind of, you know, mid-range. Like, worst case, you're like 50 or 60. 50, but so pass. pass. Sweet. Okay. Man, it is... It, Burn, I mean, physically burns your tongue and your throat, which are both now like completely numb. <laughs> but the aftertaste is just fantastic. You you get that kind of tingling and just it's a mix of flavors and there's like a meat and is that honey the strong pomegranate flavor at the end of that drink. But man, that was good. Uh, you gonna start a tab? Or you... No, I'll pay now. Right. Put my coin on the table. Right. Ten gold. Ten gold. Ten gold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's one gold. <laughs> just kidding. You seem new. You seem new around here. I haven't seen any uh, Atlant- Atlantean I see behind you there. Just a water what? for me. Actual, just a wa- <laughs> actual water. The tap water. No. He kind of looks. He he looks very confused for a second. We are we are out of town, as you can tell. 
just from out of town. Uh, uh, he kind of like he kind of he has to like go in the back room, and he pulls out a, gl- a glass of kind of you know it's the water's like slightly salty, but he kind of puts it on the table and says, uh, "That's on the house." <laughs> water on the house, how generous! Water on the house, yeah. Don't break the glass or anything. It's a well, really fancy glass. Well, I I hope I don't need to, but I. Uh was told at the door that there's there's someone in distress around here. There's been some kind of commotion. What, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that Viking and that, uh, whew. Man, that Viking and that other guy. Jeez, they were just, had, had to clean up the bar after they were brought in here and shackled. Uh, what did they do exactly? Tell, I wish I knew. I don't, there's a lot of rumors about it. I heard they might have. Might have killed one of our kind, or might have killed a red tier member accidentally, or something. I don't know, man. Mm. These guys are crazy, but man, they were not happy to be ripped in and pulled downstairs. Hell no. Got to talk to uh, 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 Talrar about that. Talrar, huh? Oh yeah, he's a, he's one of the one of the uh, one of the officers here. At the the is in the red tier, of course. He, he probably would have would have coordinated and uh, orchestrated their uh, their uh, situation. Would you, would you say that this Talrar is a merciful man? <laughs> he just looks, he's like, that's Mercy, he kind of like just pulls up his uh, little LeVar Bird mask for a second. He's like, <laughs> Madame, mercy is not a word used in ports and gears very much. Puts his mask back down. <laughs> hmm. Now, is this a man I would know by the looks of him, or will you have to point me to him? Well, he's right through that door to the to your right. He kind of points over and there's some bouncers and... That's his uh, office back there, but uh, I don't know. He might, uh, might be. I don't know if you got something to offer. You might, uh, might be able to see you. I, I start, I start walking to him, without oh. another word. Hey, you gonna pay for that water? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he just, he, he takes the water and just like th- throws it into a sink and just as you guys as you walk away. Sorks talk. What are you up? What are you up to? Uh, I follow. All right. Yeah, since your drink's done, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> That's right. Drink's done. Uh, I'm not having another. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as soon as you get to the door, literally these two um, six foot six uh, common man in, bl- they have black masks with about like, they have like six red tears on each side of their masks, kind of coming from their temple about to their eyes. Simple black mask. Uh, one has a little bit of a jagged red hair, kind of comes out a little bit. Maybe he's a little mixed Celtic, Celtic uh, common descent. And the other guy is just just like a square face of anything you've seen. His mask is almost like you see like the stitching just busting out a little bit. It probably needs to be redone. Oh, no one goes in here. The uh, the square faced gentleman says, huh, "What do you think you're going? You have a problem down there that I can. <laughs> we always got problems around here." No one's got problems around here. From the looks of it, it seems like everyone does. Masks That's what I said, Wes. Uh, <laughs> you must be from out of town. <laughs> all the guys like, yeah, look at a tourist mask. Yeah, <laughs> tourist. <laughs> I take the, the guy. I take the mask off and say <laughs> that I expect <gasps> to be. I expect to be able to help you with your problem. <clears throat> we solve problems. <laughs> they say they solve problems. <laughs> The guy's like, huh, how are you going to do that? You better put that damn mask back on. Don't have any indecent exposure around his parts. Oh, does, does my indecency offend you? <laughs> <laughs> a 
I don't don't believe Torah would see someone without a mask on. That's for sure. Why are you trying to come in here? Hmm. Well, I don't think that that is any of your concern. And I, I try to go past. He j- he. Li- they literally. I mean, these guys are like, you know. Well, your size, James. Well, <laughs> 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 these guys, they literally just stuff their arms and say, no one sees Torah without a good reason. Tell me what you want, and I'll go talk to him. See if he lets you in. <laughs> Seems you've dropped some coins on the floor. Slurks <laughs> attack, oh, oh, drop some coins. You're gonna try to, uh, Slurks attack, you're going to try to give him some money? <laughs> the penny falls into the spittoon right. inside of the, of the door. Yeah, I don't have them. I don't have the hang of this yet. No, no, I'm just kidding. This is great. Like I said, I think Towal has problems. I think we can solve them. You can tell him that. <sighs> the square face. I'll watch him, man. I got him. I got him. You go tell Torah. He just goes, right back. He kind of goes inside. Uh, you hear some, you know, he pushes the curtain aside, goes back. Just the guy with the red hair is kind of standing in front of you like, yeah, there's no way you guys are getting in. There's, there's no way. <laughs> Talarar doesn't see any tourists. <laughs> you know, he's kind of talking to himself. What are, what are you saying? Trorog? Torog? Sorry, I said, uh, <laughs> I probably said it four different ways. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down Talarar. Tal T A L R A R T A L is good at common man. Okay, simple syllable name combinations. I'm like it's tro rock to My bad. All right. So the square face guy's like, "All right, Lantian, come on back." What the guys like the the kind of red haired guys are just like, "What the hell? What really?" The guy, the guy kind of escorts you back, pulls the pulls the uh, dark black curtains aside, and you go through another set of like jagged hallways. And there's a door. He kind of knocks a couple times, and door opens, and you're led into a a room with a big fireplace in the background, and well, you know a bunch of those like uh, it's probably like this massive uh like fur carpet, but it's of like an like an aurochs pelt like on the floor and there's this big sort of studded leather chair that's kind of at a very overly large uh, wooden desk it's kind of this uh, ebony wood uh, desk and as the light kind of flickers in the background this guy kind of stands up from this huge chair uh, this this guy has uh, a uh, sort of a red a full red leather mask and he's got black tears on the sides of it and he just kind of looks at you. He has a, we'll say again, kind of Ixian descent. Uh, but he's he's very, this guy's very large for an Ixian. Kind of has hook nose features. His uh, his his uh, red mask kind of comes to, a, you know, another big, long red uh, beak that kind of covers his, uh, you, what you surmise, a very, very large uh, hooked nose. Uh, well, Metadlantian, what brings you to, to my... Drawing room. I gesture. I've not at the seen Atlantean in quite some time. 
I gesture at the rug and the chairs and say, Talrar, you are surrounded by death. You must not Aren't be... Aren't we all? You're not fond of this world. Well, I'm fond of this place and the things that I've acquired over time. It's quite enjoyable, actually. And he kind of goes over and care for a drink. And he, pour, he kind of goes over to a, a little cupboard, pulls out a, a bottle of some uh, clear brown liquid and pours uh, three glasses. It's not every day I see, like I said, it's not every day I see Atlantean. I must celebrate such occurrences when things are uh, coming, to my, coming to my lap for free, shall we say. And he offer he kind of walks over with a little tray and offers you uh, all a drink. I don't celebrate with poison. It is not poison. It's quite, quite fabulous whiskey. From, from Swampgate, in fact. It's delicious. I pick up a glass and I take a whiff. Very peaty. Quite like a Lagavulin 16 year, if you will. <gasps> <laughs> so good. Uh, poison, well, he kind of, uh, well, I can't let this go to waste. And he, he downs the other one. I, t- I drink it. Drink it? Oh, yeah. It's good. It's really good. Well, so I am still am quite fascinated. What brings Atlantean into my humble abode? You're a jailer and a slaver, and what you're doing here is not okay with me. Such stereotypes of my race. It's not my fault. We started that way, and our race has typically done that in this particular world, but uh, no, you see, I only jail things that when they cause problems to me. So what, you, what, do you, what can you possibly be referring to? Are you saying you don't have a man and a dog chained up behind you there? He kind of looks behind him at the fireplace. Well, it's not, not here, they're downstairs, of course. <laughs> and it's not one, it's two men and a dog. <laughs> quite, quite idiots, those, those three. What could you possibly gain from keeping them here? They're wasting your time and you're wasting mine. Let me th- let me through. He kind of he kind of slams the tray down on the floor. They've caused me a great disservice and a great deal of trouble. They messed up some things for me and and they have to pay. And if no one can pay for their bail, they're going to be here for quite a long time, I'm afraid. Until I decide what to really do with them. What did let they me do? sell them for slavering myself? I start spitting a little bit as he gets he's obviously getting amped up. You, you want to tell me what they did to you? What did they do? Why would I tell you such things? It's important. It's not like you could help them anyway. What could you do for me? You're furious about something that they've done for you, done to you. I can't know how I can help you without knowing what they've done. I don't understand. It's just, I don't, he just kind of glances you, you both up and down. He's like, you're clearly not fighters or can do anything useful. I don't even know why I'm talking to you. I am a very useful man. Prove it. What are your terms? I, 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 just, I just strike him in the nose of the palm if I can. Ooh. Roll a... Uh, all right. Hold on a second. Roll a... Um, all right. Roll, roll an attack roll. D20. See what you get. You, you catch him off guard. He's just fuming. He's just kind of glancing around the room looking at Solark's attack. Five. <laughs> he, he, lit, he literally... You, he just turns and you like punch and he for some reason... Just literally do- like dodges and like just turns out of the way at the last second and then just kind of cocks his head to the right. It's just kind of like, whew. hmm. Quite ambitious, are we? <laughs> and then it, 
and then as soon as he says that, uh, you see that like one of the other uh, square face guard just kind of he reaches for his club, and uh, Tall Rogers kind of holds up his hand. No, 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 no. <laughs> that won't be necessary. So you need a fighter to help you with your problem. What problem did they cause? <laughs> hmm. He kind of just he kind of like puts his hand on his uh on his chin for a little bit and strokes his beak a little bit and kind of kind of just nudges the nice leather and it kind of shines a little bit as his, his kind of beak gets a little more a little more red in the gloss in the firelight. You know, it's not exactly matters what they have done, but I think I have another another proposition for you. I'm not interested in being prepositioned by you. Do, do you know these gentlemen and dog downstairs? I know that they are li- that they live just like I do. I'm not sure if I can say the same for you. Hmm. Really, a reaction? Which this, this is? Or sorry, a um, yeah, it's a reaction check, which is a two d six, and you can add your add add or subtract your charisma bonus. Two threes, and my charisma bonus is. A minus two. Oh, really? <laughs> Your reaction is minus two. Yep. Quite, quite, uh, <laughs> quite the dogger. So you got a four. So the potential is it's from like two to twelve. So lower is usually worse. <laughs> as, as you kind of say it to me, just scoffs, and he's like, you know, doesn't matter what they've done, but if you think you have any chance of helping them live and get out of this place. We'll, we'll say if you're interested in paying their bail, potentially. Do you have lots of money you can give me to pay their bail? Surely you are a man of action. Surely you have chores that need to be done. We're the type who can do them. And what do you have to lose? Roll your reaction adjustment real quick. So 2d6 and at, uh To be your charisma. Yeah, it's charisma modifier reaction. I have a zero mm. modifier. Okay. So five. Charisma is nine. Well, oh, no, no, sorry. Oh, no, no. So, so to the, the, this is like a um, a reaction specific a specific type of mechanic in the game. Okay. So it's just it's a two d six roll. Sure. Higher is usually better. Um, I thought lower. So yeah, twelve. Yeah, like like a like a but like a you know five six seven eight is kind of in the middle. Seven eight is just kind of like a neutral reaction, whereas like tw- like a twelve would be like. Oh my gosh, you're great! You're just my long lost right. friend. Whereas like a two would just be like, "Get the hell out of here right now! You're an idiot!" You know, and you kind of you can help your your interactions with people and your schmoozing, talking is just a fun mechanic. You know, it's also similar to you know, it's like hiring loyalty. It's like how loyal you are to somebody. If you sure. ever hire a henchman or something, the higher number being they're more loyal, less likely to run away in times of danger. So a five out of a D twelve, huh? He just goes. Uh, fine. <laughs> well, I didn't even want to do this chore, but yeah, I could send send some send some new new recruits <laughs> on a probably a t- impossible mission. Maybe not for you. You kind of kind of glances at the Atlantic up and down. You, I think you've got some more mystery to you, don't you? I think you might. I think you might. Hmm. You can see right to my skin. I hide nothing and have nothing to hide. He kind of just like pause. He kind of like looks you like awkwardly up and down. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize those weren't your actual clothes. 
as he, the fire kind of flickers in this dimly lit room. You know, in a variety of strings of circumstances, we're, uh, as you may know, if you're in this, if you've gotten at least to the back, to the bar, you must have done something to appease our uh, gatekeeper, Abrosius. So you must, you must have done something for us in the past of some menial value. So it's not, it's not a, uh, a new piece of information to you that uh, we, we have some investments in Lotus distribution in Port Zingirius, uh, those with the red tier. We, we recently, we've got a new trademark that we've been developing to kind of give us more prominence uh, where, where our, our, uh, we've been infusing some Lotuses with a, a slight alchemical substance that literally will, will make your tears a little bit red as you cry with delight as you smoke the Lotus. But unfortunate. But this is not a. You know, this is just a part of the experience we're developing. It's quite, quite fascinating. Things our, our, uh, our men are doing in different areas recently. But trade trademarked, the red tier. It's just a little. But it's clearly so we can know what ours is. And if people are trying to falsify it, it's for the less than the real things. It's a slight improvement on some of the the smoky lotus and the, the russet lotus that we've been we typically distribute. Unfortunately, we've recently found someone who's trying to mock, mock our substance and our formula. And people have been taking lotus chemicals and, 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 and succumbing ill and dying and bleeding red blood out of their eyes. Falling on the ground and it looks, and they're mocking, our, mocking the product like it was ours. It's really putting a bad name on the actual red tear delightful substance and rusted lotus compositions that we're working on. As we look around the room, do we see, like, the way downstairs? Is it, like, blocked in any way? Or So so this this is almost like his office. So you went through a bunch of weird... It's really confusing how they set this building up. It's like a bunch of hallways in and out of themselves as you're going from, like, area to area to area. Almost, as you kind of think about it, maybe to confuse people who are visiting. Mm. So you went through that sort of curtains from the main bar area through a bunch of hallways and just back and forth, but they led nowhere that you could sort of ascertain. And then they just ended up in this, like, office, another door, and then there's his, his, like, sort of main office, uh, you know, trophy room kind of thing. But there's no other doors into this room except the one you came through that you can see. Oh, I see. So it would be impossible to find our way down into whatever dungeon it seems like. Well, you haven't seen any stairs down from the rooms that you've experienced at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I, I turn to Salark's attack and say that this is a menial errand for a small and petty man. You know what? Menial? Ugh, nothing I sign is menial. I don't even think you can do this. But if you do, you can get downstairs and see those imbeciles. You know what? He kind of looks at you again. If you can figure out what, what group is trying to sabotage our group or get more information about it, or find some of this, this product that we can analyze, any of those things, I will release the, the prisoners from downstairs and be gone with them. They're making too much of a ruckus anyway. It's causing a... Just upsetting the bar. Keep, they think they're going to break out of the cage that we have them in downstairs. We're bringing them food. It's fine. We're not, we're not, uh, not terrible or torturers or anything. They're being fine and well-fed, and the dog is getting his jerky and all that good stuff, but I just count them out for either a large sum of money because I am royally pissed off. Or 
You do this, you figure out wh what other group in Port Zingarius is trying to sabotage our operation or bring some evidence or something, and I, and I will uh, bring us back. In fact, we believe we've identified a potential warehouse that they are operating in. We just found this out this morning. You're, you're almost in luck. This is ridiculous timing for a one-shot. <laughs> we found this out this morning. We can point to this warehouse. We, we think this is where one of this group is operating from because we saw someone take some very questionable-looking bags. It's part of the reason these idiots are downstairs. I, I want to get into it. We found this warehouse, and we think they might be operating from there. You just go, because you're not really associated with us right now. They won't even know it's us. You find some information, bring it back to me, or let, this, let these idiots go downstairs. How about that, Atlantean? He kind of bows to you. Menial errand for a menial man, Salorik's attack, but what do you say? You know that I am seeking means to power. It does not come to you. You have to go get it. Hmm. This, adventure, this adventure may open an opportunity. And it is better than sitting still. Maybe we can find our way downstairs another way. I think this errand can only lead to a path of evil. <laughs> you I just know. need to informate. You don't have to kill anybody. If it happens, I won't tell anybody. <laughs> You, don't have to do it. you just have to go look at, it, look at this warehouse, find information, come back. That's it. Drug dealing, Solorik's attack? Do you really want to get embroiled in this kind of nonsense? You're preventing them from killing people, okay? We're not killing people with the drugs. It gives you a great effect. You know what? Here's some right now. He kind of like pulls out pulls out a pouch. It has a, a little, again, it's a red tear with some little like, a, almost like a symbol of Helios around it, like the little sun rays and a little red tear in the middle. And Do we know what this stuff does? Or is this... It told, it's, it's like so Smoky Lotus is kind of a has like a soporific effect a little bit. It kind uh -huh. of could put you to sleep or make you a little daisy. It's kind of what people, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the when the winter comes, it's nice to be able to. Or no, I'm sorry, when the um, when it's like the th year of three years of summer when it's like the sun's out all the time, or as much as possible. You know, people like to be able to sleep, so like they use Russet Lotus to put themselves to sleep sometimes when it's crazy, or you know, when things mm -hmm. when going to get tough. You know, it's a tough world out there. You need to take the edge off a bit. Smoke. You know what? Here's here's a pack. This is the real stuff. And he hands it to you, Solarx Tech. It's just a little, little like lotus powder. I, I just you would you would like you would like smoke it. it in a pipe. You know, yeah. it's like a pipe uh, flakes or whatever. You know. I, I look at it. Uh, I nod knowingly. I don't know anything about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hand it back to him. Okay. This this is look at the quality of this of this ink. We have a screen printing operation. Look look how good this is. The other ones will have a much crappier design. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a red tear, but it is all blotchy. They don't have the little black outline around it. They clearly don't, haven't paid attention to detail. So, Lurk's attack. This man hasn't even tell us, told us what his prisoners have done. He's a petty slaver. I, I, I pull aside. Okay, <laughs> he kind of walks over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yes. Are, Do you, you need some more? You are very soft-hearted. I don't care about these men. The, the predicament they find themselves they got themselves into but if you want to save them we will not save them by not being involved we can tell this man we'll do his bidding and we owe him nothing let's pretend to do his errand and find 
our means to achieve our goals. So about this warehouse, where did you say that was again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, change of change of tone, I see. Excellent. He kind of shows you a, a little map of the city. Wish I had drawn such map of the city. Oh, wait, I did. Complete with fog. Of course. <laughs> so the warehouse is that big dark building in the middle with yeah. no information showing because we don't know what's in it. It's all black inside like that. It's, it, it might be dark. It looks dark. We haven't been, the windows. It looks like a locus of chaos. <laughs> it could be a vortex of doom. We don't. <laughs> okay, look. It's, it's in the. It's in the. Uh, the sort of abandoned district, of course, as good warehouses are. I feel like my accent's changing every three minutes. That's <laughs> okay. I, I didn't do this. <laughs> He's just all over. This guy's all over the place. He says. Yeah, he kind of shows you a little urban map. I'll probably post this to the uh, the uh, website at some point, by the way. I'll post this to the next uh, show notes like I did for the some of the other adventures. But this is sort of an urban map. Um, there's a bunch of small buildings kind of around. Actually, sorry, let me go to the other. Here, I'll give you a little music for the. Okay, we'll do a little for the uh, map intro. There we go. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Elevator music, hold. <laughs> Going down. So, James, you can see that? Just James? So like the little red ping yeah. on the top of the map. All right, yeah. cool. So, so like I was saying, and had no no break in my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he says, yeah, it's in this. It's in the um, it kind of explains about the dock, the uh, trade district. I get some notes. Uh, yep. So there's a few small outbuildings that are all abandoned and nobody seems to be in them. They're completely boarded up. We found no no rumors of any any activity. Nobody going in or out. Most are burned, rubble. Some are a couple stories. But there's this big two-story building right in the middle. Seems to be a little more traffic. A few guards posted about at different times of day. Uh, there's a few double doors to the south. There's a few windows that seem to be boarded up. Uh, there's a small uh, second-story balcony up above on the east southeast side. There's some... Uh, Extremely large, 10-foot doors to the north north edge of the east wall. A few small, again, boarded-up windows as you march around the building. And this very a single man door on the sort of northwest side. And, again, double doors to the south. Most of which uh, have, um, uh, you know, again, the, the guard shift is very confusing. There seem to be some thugs just walking around. That's about it. You said three guards. Uh, so it, it changes. We're not sure. Oh. You, might, you might have to do some more reconnaissance on your own. He kind of shows you generally the map and sketches out a diagram of generally what he sees. And uh, yeah, I think that definitely that must have been a big warehouse of some kind years ago. Might, very large. Maybe they stored some large, tall something. Those big doors on the the north side. And not really sure. I've, we haven't really been able to get inside yet to figure it out. We just just heard about this. It's fresh, fresh news this morning. A lot of a lot of people in this part of town, or is it... Uh... No, not really. Not at all. Okay. It's kind of an abandoned section. All right. Which is why we, we believe we believe there to be activity here. Well, and he we gives you the map and uh, yeah. points you in that direction. Okay. And what you need is 
what again? Any information? It's, it sounds like you'll settle for just about anything. Is that right? We need to know specifically which gr- other faction in town who it is is setting us up and some evidence of such. A sample of their of something. Product. Either of, of their their uh, uh, their. Uh, uh, lotus powder that is somehow causing people to die with red tears, blood in their eyes, with the cheaper version of our uh, red tear logo on it. So you want to know who's selling the counterfeit. Exactly. What other gangs do you know of in town? <laughs> he literally is just like, there's, gotta, there's probably a book somewhere of all the different factions in town. It could be any... I've, <laughs> It is ridiculous. I mean, I could just name City for the next hour and name all the groups vying for power and things. And the Red Tears become quite, uh, you know, getting up there, we think. But it could be uh, literally no but, idea. But you have no special enemies. <sighs> special enemies. There's other guilds, but we usually maintain it to ourselves. And I, I just, I literally have no idea. <laughs> Seems very, very ridiculous that I can't answer that question. But uh, most of these guilds keep to themselves, to be honest. We're one of the larger thieves guilds in the in the in Ports and Curious. Uh, I don't know the, the white the white horses or the the green ferns. They're just not they're not big enough to do such a thing. They're just not not good enough. I just don't so, believe they could organize like this. I just don't know. Do all of you differentiate yourselves based on your masks? Well, everyone wears masks in town. But, what do you mean? But all the red tier wear a red tier oh, yes, mask. Yes, do all correct. of the we are supposed ferns to guess, wear a green fern mask? The, uh, the masks are sort of, uh, I think the green ferns are kind of white and uh, <laughs> uh, they have a little, little, little like green feather, but they call the green ferns. It's ridiculous. They look, ter- they look terrible. Terribly terrible. <laughs> terribly terrible. <laughs> Point being, if we if we if we see their masks, you would be able to identify them by that. Ah, that that would be that would be a good uh, a good sign. Yes, excellent. Uh, you know, you might have you might be able to cut out for this uh, more than I thought. Let me ask you a question: Do you have masks that you can loan us that are not outsiders' masks? Ah, excellent. but that are also not red tear masks. Hmm. What kind of mood are you feeling today? He kind of goes back to a chest that he has like behind uh, behind his desk, and he opens it. It's like huge chest. He goes. He kind of holds up like a the night of the party. It's like a, a thing with some like little streamers like coming out of it, like massive eyelashes and stuff. Or again, just different black ones, different sizes, shapes. There's like what, a ski mask. What There's kind like, of mood? <laughs> I see chaos. Chaos. All right. There's a. Um, there's that. Uh, uh, you know, I immediately thought of um, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Leland's character, Vickerness. There we go. Vickerness. It's this, it's this yeah. like white mask with black like a uh, corpse paint, which is what uh, like heavy metal rock bands sometimes. Uh, so it's got just like black, perfect bl- eyes that blend <laughs> back, and yeah, it's, it looks very very scary. That's what I want. All right, he gives you this. Uh, yeah, it might fit. A little tight. Just you can tighten it extra in the back. It's got like um, almost like a wedding dress corset stitching in the back all the way down the head. It's like a full, full head mask that kind of covers everything, uh, and then the mouth is a little elongated, like uh, like the Scream movies. This won't have any effect on my ability to cast, will it? Uh, it's a little uncomfortable. You can see pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, can still talk through it. Theoretically, yeah. Somatic. Good, good question. Yeah. Okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you get it I on, I mean, I would see, know, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll say it's well, not constricting. Okay. Good question. <laughs> we'll keep that fluff, fluff wise. 
and you, I believe, as much as uh, as much as uh, I do like your current attire, Madame, I believe you might want to go a little, dress a little bit more conspicuous. I mean, inconspicuous. <laughs> and he has some other, uh, you know, he has a bunch of outfits and stuff in the back too for a variety of occasions. I, I am very uncomfortable with the suggestion, but what is the most feared? What what gang do you fear? Well, oh, all those lawful people out there trying to halt our industry and mm. take us down. Very well. The, the governor, well the tax, those tax collectors. Do, do I think... Do I have any reason to believe that he's not being truthful with us, by the way? Uh, that there's anything, yeah, any in. other any other motives that he has? You can roll like your wisdom. Just roll your wisdom. So you can just, it's a, you know, you can do, in this case, you can do a d20 roll under your ability score, or you can do your 3d6 roll under your ability score. Oof. I'm not a very wise guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not a, I don't have yeah, a good chance. Just, well, I rolled a six. Hey. That's uh, still a fail. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Low wisdom. I mean... Yeah, you have. No, yeah, you think he's completely honest. All right. Well, Matt, do you do you have any attire for an officer of the law? Or uh... <laughs> of course, <laughs> as much as we uh, don't uh, partake this myself, we do have to occasionally uh, dress up for various events and things. I'm sure we can find something. Yep. Fine. That will hmm? be the one for me. Uh, okay. He has to kind. He has to. He kind of like leaves. He kind of wait here. He kind of leaves the room for a second and goes into another. He uh he just leaves that the main hallway door and that square face guy is just you know staring at you guys kind of keeping watch. He comes back in with a um the the, the Port Greeley like tax collectors outfits kind of look like I'm sorry not Port Greeley Port Zingirius look like um so used to Port Greeley man <laughs> so many games in Port oh. Greeley but uh yeah so it's basically it well. in Port Zingirius it's kind of like they they pretty much have that symbol of rel on, on like um. Like their upper chest, it's just kind of like a, like a stitched in. Again, it's black leather, pretty much just black leather uh, armor outfit. Um, relatively tight, but very flexible. You know, it's, it's a good, solid uh, outfit. And then the mask is kind of a, uh, um, it's like a black half headpiece. You know, it's sort of full face, but it's almost like a what's the kind of helmet? It's just the like a cap, just, just like a, a head cap with. Black eyes and nothing below it. It's kind of simple, um, and they have a uh, just standard black dagger, and he kind of offers it to you. Yeah, got plenty of these laying around. <laughs> Rel, Rel. You keep mentioning Rel. Rel. Who is this? Rel, Rel, the god of thieves. Hmm. No Looks wonder like... I don't know him. <laughs> the god of this this place for sure. I kind of want to read like something because he's got. I'm sure he would have this just like off the back of his cuff. I kind of want to read it. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Of course, you know, of course, the one associated with thievery, banditry, swindling, gambling, deception, backstabbing, <laughs> ale, beer, luck, eh, gems, gold. Uh, you know, gained by means of stealthy and nefarious, of course, activities. Uh. I heard he was uh, even reputed to be granted immortality after impressing Zathaqua with an impossible theft. Uh, others suggest him to be the uh, by-blow of Apollo, but, you know, I don't, I don't believe it Believe it as much. I think he's quite, quite reputable myself. Hmm. I swear I saw him one time at the docks. I swear it. 
Just rail. coming in off the water of a boat. I just, I, it had to be rail. It had to be. Rail is a sufficient god. Sufficient. <laughs> yeah. Not, not an enemy of, of Ithaca. Oh, true, true, yeah, true. <laughs> well met. Fair. <laughs> well, so, yep, says you guys, uh, any more uh, any more details, uh, uh, Helene, you think you want to add to your uh, ensemble? Hmm. In terms of my ensemble, the basic officer's attire would be a perfect disguise. I don't mm-hmm. think this man knows anything more about the warehouse than he's already told us. His description was as detailed as I could have hoped. I think we, we have a pretty good sense of the layout. We should go check it out. All right. I agree. So, Let's go. All right. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, yep, so he, um, sorry, uh, Sorstruck, do you take the, um, uh, Russet Lotus little pouch? Um, no, I mean, I've looked at it. I don't, I don't want it. That's fine. That's curious. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, so you do have an extra dagger, Helene. You have just a a sort of port Zingirius standard official tax collector dagger. It's very plain, but it's sharp and functional. It's sort of a mundane item, but you know, works, gets the job done. Uh, yep. So you guys, uh. What time? So it is. It is about new. You know, we'll say like late afternoon at this point. Uh, what time would you guys like to head over to the warehouse? Do you want to just want to go right now? I. Uh, so I talked to Helene, and I suggest that we do a little bit of a scouting mission, where we just kind of do a beeline just straight by without looking like we're interested in the warehouse, just to see what we see. Cool. And then we'll we'll come back under cover of darkness. Okay. And uh, my suggestion is that she goes as the officer, and I go as the prisoner. I'll, I'll walk. No, I'll I'll walk as if I'm a guard or just a just yeah. a you just know a bodyguard, by. just yeah, a bodyguard sure. that okay. you know. Cool. All right. I guess. <laughs> no, she's the guard. <laughs> Hired muscle. Okay. <laughs> Hired muscle for the guard. Okay. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that connection, but that's fine. All right. Yeah, you guys, uh, which direction do you want to come from? So you're looking at this map. Again, John, it's on screen if you want to. Right. You know, there's just, it's just, these are just all like a couple story rubbly build, you know. I mean, they're, we'll say, we'll say everything's like a two story building. Some are in better repair than others. It's all just kind of wood frame. You know, uh, some have like a little stone base to it, but nothing, uh, nothing really decorated here it's just very functional functional wood and you know simple siding uh but yeah but you got you know you guys can the, the docks are to the south of this area so i'll just say that the um and the thieves guild is just kind of somewhere near the docks you know it's just one of those maybe just a couple blocks in from the one of the dock district areas along the the coast so this is maybe you know another dozen blocks into the city just kind of north from where you guys are so i mean i didn't check Helene, do you are you okay with that, Blaine? Yes, you seem to be a tactician more so than I. <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah, you guys, uh, you can, yeah, John, you can describe uh, where you guys are going to walk. We're just going to go to the, on the east side of the building mm-hmm. along its length. Just kind of just and walk north. Just, you know. Yeah, just as if we're going somewhere else way north. Okay. Uh, we're not 
going way sure. north. But, and know. are you guys like walking close to each other? Or are you just like hanging out or, you know? We're, we're walking as if we're, you know, we're together. So side by side, more or less. Holding hands. Not, not holding hands. <laughs> but we're on business. Yeah, just, we're, we're on just, the same just errand. Walking, walking yeah. along this, you know, flanking right. the warehouse on the east side. All right. So as you guys, uh, you know, just walk to by. See, to, oh, yeah. see, to see me for the initial pass would inspire folks of these kinds to hide. But to see someone like you, perhaps someone interested in what they were selling, might entreat them to be more forthcoming with information. So you, are you suggesting that I go alone? What would you think of that? I'd like to take chances. Maybe, <laughs> and not, not only go alone, but... Uh, Maybe see if you can procure some of their wares. Um, yeah, let's try it. Are you going to be anywhere nearby or? I will, but out of sight enough so that I wouldn't inspire the reaction that you would expect when folks of their kind saw the law near. And we're, we're coming from the south, right? You're coming from the south, heading north. North is up, by the way. Yeah, so... So you get in position first. On my okay, way. so you're you're kind of, and then I'll and then I'll, walk by I'll just walk by as if I don't know her. So, so what's your position? Yeah. So what, what do you want? To, what are you trying to do? The, again, these are all kind of two story buildings, boarded up, wood walls, everything. Just seems very. Un, a lot of these seem very unstable, um, just conceptually. Where where are we now? Just coming from the south. From we're, the south. We're, we're like here. Yeah. Sure. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll say to John. I'll say to Salorx Atak, uh, if, if, if you need me, I'll be there in a moment. And I sprint to my hiding place with my 50 movement. And, uh, <laughs> so where your hiding spot's on that corner? Or yeah. where is it? Ping it again? Yeah. All right, so, so your hiding spot is about a block to the south and to the east of the warehouse for the listeners at home. Right. <laughs> okay, so you're just going to walk down this sort of east, uh, so, east road toward the warehouse? So I've got my armor on. Mm-hmm. I've got my uh, uh, fur coat, okay, fur cloak on with my hood up. Cool. Okay. With the mask o- over it. Nice. And uh, I walk briskly, not like I'm running mm-hmm. or anything like that, but like I'm a man sure. about business. You're on a mission, right? You're going <laughs> into your hotel room, right? You're just going through the lobby, going where you need to go. All right. So as you as you kind of approach the intersection at the uh, southeast of the warehouse. You look to your left and you see just one kind of thug guard just kind of walking around uh, barely at the sort of front uh, front doors there that are just on the middle of the south wall. You see one just thug in some black leather armor walk in there. And then you see another another guard kind of at the far end just crest around the north uh, northeast corner of the building kind of starting to walk to the south. So he's kind of about here by the time you get to the corner. So by the time you get to the... Uh, southeast corner of the building. There's a guard, you know, midway mm-hmm. uh, in front of you, kind of walking towards you, and another guy, very similarly clothed, uh, coming this way. Just again, black leather armor. They Pla- take any notice. They of almost me? have. Uh, they're just kind of, just kind of. They don't seem to be mine. They, they each have uh, clubs mm-hmm. on their on their hips. Uh, they're just walking. They're literally just kind of pacing around this uh, building. And I don't see anybody doing business or not at the moment. No. No, it's kind of like we'll say it's late afternoon at this point. 
you know, the, you know, the sun's still sure. up. And um, you also look, as you're also approaching the rest of the building, as you see now that the sort of more full facade of the east side mm-hmm. of the building, uh, it seems to be a pretty grand first floor. Uh, those doors that are that where that guard is just walking by are like 10 foot wide, 12 feet tall, like okay. huge double doors uh, on the side of the building on the far end. There's also this little balcony that's about 15 feet off the ground, closer to the south side of the building on the east wall that's up. And you see one of those little like winches, those arms that kind of stick out, like in the Netherlands where they would sure. lift cargo at the end of a barn. And there's a little pulley system and kind of a rope that's hanging down but tucked up onto that balcony. Okay. And there's some there's some like double doors up top there. Um, and then above above the huge double doors, again on the north side, there's these kind of massive, like really cool, uh, like loft style, like a rose, like a, sure. a an arched window above that set of double doors, indicating again another very large uh, second story that's up above as well. You know, maybe fit maybe like 15 foot ceilings, just visually in this thing. So it's about 30 feet tall, but like a big two stories. So as I'm walking by, I'm looking. Are there uh, are there like basement windows? Are there you don't see any, any other basement? Just any a base. Other? Doesn't see. Doesn't seem to be like any basement windows along okay. the base. Nope. Just no. that. There's a few windows um, dotting. Actually, just the south wall. Uh-huh. Like there's these two things here. There's windows, but they're boarded up. Okay. And then as you walk, uh, the east wall has no windows except just there's a tiny one on the right near the north corner. As you know, as you're as you're just kind of walking by the the guard that's you know the guard that looking guy that walks by just kind of gives you a little nod like huh, you know oh, what's up you know as you just guys you know walk past uh, walk yeah. past this guy doesn't doesn't really seem to pay any mind okay um, he'll he'll just walk past you and continue to walk south kind of tight to the building and um, I go I go several block blocks north by sounds good yeah you know, cool just okay. To- all right. And uh, Helene, you kind of see that as well from your spot. He doesn't seem to notice you. He just kind of walks, and then as he gets to the southeast corner of the building, turns due west and heads, uh, you know, out of your view, um, you know, to like this area. So he kind of goes out of your view from your spot, I guess, which is still over here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So as I was talking, you know, maybe five minutes later, so you kind of circle back and come back to where Helene was. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yep. So you just saw you only saw the two guards and Helene in the next. Uh, in the next couple of minutes, so Helene, you've only seen that one guard kind of walking south, you know, south around the building and head west, and then you saw another, another, uh, another guard kind of open the big, uh, the huge barn doors, come out and close it, and then walk to the north of the building and walk back around to the west. If that makes sense, so you kind of open these, open the big barn doors for a second, closed it, poof, locked something. Walk to the north corner and then walked out of view. And that was a different. So you you've seen two guards, uh, Helene, and Slorchstock. You've also seen two guards. Okay. And as you make your way back uh, around the block, you you come back to Helene's uh, spot. So, so I relay you, all of that to. Were you were you able to procure any of their product? They don't have salesmen on the street. They're just guards. Hmm. At least that's my view, my judgment. Hmm. How did they react to your approach? Uh, they did not. Hmm. And um, you said that there was a winch above the balcony. You can kind of see that too from where you are. Actually, if you look up, there's like a that arm sticking out. I can see that. It's literally, you know, it's it's like twenty feet in the air, or sorry, it'd be like fifteen plus. Let's say twenty five feet in the air, sticking out, you know, eight feet over out of from the facade. Then it kind of trickles down with a rope. 
but the rope again is coiled up on top of that balcony. I'd say that's our way in. I can yeah, cl- they- I, I can climb up and I can lower the winch and, and lift you up as well. Yeah, that that should be fine. I can climb up. Uh I don't have a special climb ability, but I'm strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on your character sheet that says climb? No. <laughs> Alright. You guys wanna do that right now? So uh, I no, we'll we'll wait for dark. Okay. Yeah. Sun montage coming down. (laughs) (laughs) The sunrise, sunset. (laughs) All right, it is Port Sengirius nighttime. No. It gets cold. It's now like, uh, we'll say. 25 degrees outside. The wind does pick up a little bit at night, actually, around here, being you know, a very coastal port city that's kind of flat. Uh, you, the wind kind of you know, swirls down these blocks as you guys are in it, you know, much like in a you know, larger city. Uh, it's more very dense. You, know, you do get some of those uh, easterly and westerly breezes kind of through here. Um, the, yeah. You know the, the the half moon is out tonight, kind of you know dim moonlight. Phobos is a waning, waning uh, half moon, quarter. Sorry, I guess they call it a waning quarter. But anyway, that's that's your scene. You know, it's again you hear the cr- there's, there's the wood. You know, as the um the wood of these structures kind of creaks. You know, as you guys walk by and just just the wind. These old boarded up things. You know, you hear occasional whistle as it you know through these kind of boarded up window little slits that are all over the place as you uh in this kind of part of the neighborhood but it's pretty quiet you know most of the activities near the docks this really is a pretty abandoned uh section of the town at the moment hmm. so that's, that's a good sound john that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> so uh, attack. it seems if danger is going to come while we're attempting to ascend the wall it would likely come through those barn doors do you want to stand on the south side of the barn doors to deflect any potential attention from the north while i climb up and lower the winch that so you want me to be on the south side of the building at that corner just to keep eye, an eye on what's going on while you climb the building? Is that what I... I was thinking here, in case someone okay. comes out of the barn doors, because yeah, if yeah. someone that comes out here, sense. they still won't yep. see us. Okay. So, so are you, are you gonna, guys going to approach the building from the east, like the due east, or are you going to come from the southeast? Maybe I we, think from the east yeah, makes maybe. more sense. Okay. I think it's a sheltered approach. Sounds we'll good. be seen at the... If, we're less likely to be seen. Sounds good. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> this is good. I just drew these random buildings very quickly. That's really fun. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys like meander through town and somehow end up coming back toward the building, like due east, kind of perpendicular to the east wall. And yeah, as you guys get to that corner, uh, you know, basically right across the little street here. Yeah, you uh, don't. What, sorry. What what time do you guys actually come here? Like what time of night? Uh, 
I say one thirty. Oh. Well, after the witching hour, let's let people pretty freaking late. Yeah. yeah, let's okay. get there okay. really late. It, even the get, let's give the guards a good long time to get bored <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> before perfect. we show. <laughs> cool. Okay. All right. So yeah, yeah. It's 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 you know in that case it's even later. It's it's like twenty degrees outside at this point. It's cold. The, the wind is biting. You know, even that through that, uh, you know, fur cloak you just mentioned, uh, Solorx attack. It is pretty damn cold at this point. But you guys uh, come through. The, the moon, you are this this like a little uh, little side street, little little town alley alley. You guys are in is completely dark because the moon's like you know the buildings are tall enough where you you're not getting any even any moonlit shadows through here. It is pitch black. Your eyes adjust to the darkness as you guys come up and you hear that slight creaking of wood, the rustling wind as you. And peer your head around the corner, but, but it seems clear. You don't see anything on this side of the building at this point. One thirty so, in the morning. So, so looks to talk just to make sure we're not running an unnecessary errand. You didn't happen to see what, if any, kind of masks the guards were wearing, did you? Uh, they, they were they, they were wearing just again pretty pretty standard black masks with uh almost like the tourist masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their masks were notable for their unremarkableness. But they all had black armor on. Mm-hmm. Like I said before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing to answer the question that we're here to resolve. Uh, our friends seem to think that... Uh, what was his name? Trowrag? Towrag? Telrar, I think it was. Towrag. Definitely Towrag. Towrag. Towrag is canon. We're here because he thinks that this is the place where something is. Right. So um, I will I will scale the wall. Okay. I've got. Uh, I'm I'm keeping watch Sounds and good. I'm ready. Yeah. Sounds I'm, good. So, so you got, do you have do you guys have any weapons out at this point? Um, no, I don't because I'm not going to want to want to have it out if t- to climb the rope. Fair enough. Okay. So. And Helene, Why Helene just to she that needs no weapons. Right. Needs that holds the hand up. <laughs> All right, oh. so you li- the scene in front of you is there. There are a couple. This balcony, as you get closer to it, is supported by two sort of like forty-five degree brackets on either side. Just again, it's all wood construction. Everything, like some, it's like a wood deck that's up there. These wood brackets kind of go back from the wall. Uh, they extend about five feet, so they go about five feet down. So the bracket is like ten feet off the ground. Like the base of the bracket where it hits the wall is like 10 feet off the ground. Um, but the rest of the wall is like pretty smooth wood siding. It's like smooth. I mean, you know, just typical like kind of lap siding for the whole building. So that's kind of what you're coming up to. And maybe there's a little base of stone that's maybe uh, two feet off the ground that might have just a little bit of a ledge on it. Hmm. Uh, that may- Maybe you could get your foot on. Maybe. <laughs> uh. So I believe you rolled a D12 for your climb check. And... Hey. Oh, weird. Your your dice shows a 10 on screen. Mine shows a 12 on my DM screen, which is really weird. Huh. But it, you rolled a 10, right, on the chat? That's so weird. Strange. That is really weird. Hmm. Oh, well, I will click your dice and make it disappear from my screen because I see the 10 in the chat. So, however, both of which I believe are still a fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <So>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You, uh, yeah. you sort of, st- you're like, oh, I, I could just uh, like step on that ledge and use it to jump myself up. As, as you kind of like, 
jump off this little ledge. It just the stone base, just a loose stone in the mortar, just kind of it just crumbles and click, click, click. Mm. Uh, roll a roll a test of dexterity to see if you can stay on your feet. So test of dexterity is just a d6. Still trying to roll low. Mm. A bit slicker than I thought. <laughs> Two. Okay, that's probably good, right? What's your dexterity? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a pass. That's a pass. Okay, so so you you kind of you kind of brace your hands and smack. You kind of smack the wood siding on the wall as you uh, land on your feet, but definitely lost your footing for a second. Hmm. Huh. Very loud. Here's some <laughs> industrial <laughs> machinery in the distance. Yeah. Yeah. So you hear this little stone, and then all of a sudden you hear, "Huh? What's 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 that? Hey, hey, what's that? Do you want to check it out? Should we check it out? Hey." I think we're gonna end it right there for this episode. Stay tuned to find out what happens to Helene and Salark's attack as they battle in an abandoned building in Port Zingarius. Just a heads up, I'll be going to a Total Con 2022 at the end of February uh, up in Marlboro, Massachusetts. Uh, if anyone's around, definitely come by and stop by and say hi in the Hyperborea room. It's going to be lots of gaming, lots of uh, board games, and a bunch of role-playing games. Until next time, feel free to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ZGS Podcast. 